Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Ah, the bangers keep coming. Every week, huh? I thought this was like a rap hip hop. I thought we were all getting the cipher for like a freestyle battle. <laughs> oh, it hasn't even started yet. You just wait, Kevin. Well, we are live. This is the Industry Insider Podcast, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, which you've probably already heard a little bit there. But before we get to them, we are brought to you today by our good friends over at Tervis, and they've been around since 1946, and they celebra- they're ce- celebrating 75 years in business. And they started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Uh, Tervis is the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation and they're backed by a made for life guarantee which is awesome. Tervis is the original customizable double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold and they're available in several sizes including a 16 ounce mug, a 16 or 24 ounce tumbler and a 24 ounce water bottle made from Triton plastic made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher and microwave safe and they're BPA free so be sure to go check them out at TervisPromos.com and tell them the industry insider sent you. Why don't we say hi to Stephen McFadden? How are you doing today, sir? Doing all right. I feel uh, blessed to have uh, light in my room today. Uh, they let me out of the basement to, to broadcast. I'm like Meg, I guess. So <laughs> good deal. So I'm, I'm assuming no, but it's raining everywhere. It's right there. here too. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. What's that? <laughs> No, so I mean you're in you're in the same room, obviously, but I'm guessing there's been some upgrades to the lights. No, me? No, just feels feels lighter and brighter. Yeah, no, I was just I was just making fun of Meg. No, but I I am I am happy because in sports. <laughs> oh, in, got it. In, you know in what? Sports world. Yeah, go ahead. I, I didn't even notice that Meg is in the closet for some reason. <laughs> Meg, what what's going on over there? It's just pouring outside, and I have my light like right on me. I have that light, but it doesn't seem to matter. So, oh, oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So, how are you doing today, other than the uh, the lighting situation? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a, I'm still extremely sore. I'm like covered in bruises, which is amazing. But um, I'm promo cares. We're already working on our next event, and it's going to be bigger and badder than last year. So I'm super excited about it. So stay tuned. Um, but otherwise, okay, how you doing, Jeff? Elaborate on that because you know I, I'm not I'm not sure what we missed. Now now I've got FOMO. Yeah. Well, it's coming. It's all coming. Soon. It's all coming, but you, the bruises are currently here. So what, what's what's going on? Oh, from jujitsu. You know that. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> the norm. <laughs> you know. All right. Fair enough. Very good. And dangling. <laughs> all right. Well, we are joined today. I thought the new Promo Cares event was going to get really aggressive. I wasn't sure where, where it was going. That's kind <laughs> of I had where my I had my <laughs> That's that's where I thought Meg was going with that. I was like, "What the hell is going on with promo cares and like bruises?" Uh, you know, you we're gonna have beat to donations out of you. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> uh, scary. All right, we are joined today by our good friend Kevin Mullaney, and uh, we're here to talk today about uh, some the the Fab Five. Is that what we're calling it, or the Fad Five? I think we twisted it up a bit. Yeah. The, the fad five. Very good. Well, Kevin, uh, it is customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes uh, to introduce yourself. Tell us maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and what the hell you've been up to since. 
Awesome. Thanks everyone for having me on. Uh, long time listener, first time guest. Um, Stephen can attest I've been DMing him for two years now trying to get on the calendar. So very excited to be here. Uh, Kevin Mullaney, 11 years in the industry, vice president of Brandito, also known as the Sultan of Swag, the maestro of Brandito merch, um, your DJ's favorite DJ. Um, and I just really, really, like I said, excited to be here. Uh, how I got into the industry. Um, I actually used to try and date my owner's younger sister um, in high school. And that never worked out, um, but he liked your boy's ambition. He knew he was always reaching for high goals um, and I was consistent and persistent. So he thought I'd be a good salesperson for Brandito when he started the company about 12 years ago. Um, ever since then, you know, when we started, I was their first hire. Um, and now we are, I think, not formally recognized, but one of the top 100 distributors based on sales volume. We've got 37 employees based out of Richmond, Virginia. Um, we have kind of three pillars. We've got the swag side. We've got a crown lean creative, which is our agency side, custom logos, custom campaigns. And then we do have a fulfillment center, 42,000 square feet out of Richmond, Virginia, storing for e-commerce stores. We've got about 30 programs. Um, and we do a lot of kidding and fulfillment, um, especially over the past two years. So hopefully that's a little bit of background on me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, that's awesome. So obviously persistence is uh, is key in a lot of things in life. So it's good to good to see that uh, that you've got that for sure. For sure, yeah. It, it might be on the gravestone, you know. Because um, you get the girl, Kevin. I guess I want we all yeah. to know. No. I've got the right girl. My okay. wife. Is, is that's all that matters. I've got the right girl. Yes. Exactly. We're we're about one week away from talking about translating skills. Um, <laughs> with, with, with the last podcast or two podcasts ago that dating i didn't even think about the parallels to uh to the sales industry so oh dude it was the biggest sale of my life <laughs> i would say the same thing <laughs> yeah i mean my wife got screwed out of that deal but uh you know it is what it is yeah she does have Thanks. my Thanks. wife also clearly has uh bad decision making capabilities and potentially bad eyesight as well but yeah. So I have a well, question for you, Kevin, because you're more you're more like us, like we're like outgoing. Uh, is your wife the polar opposite of you, or is she? Opposite. Yeah, I, that, yep. it works that way. I think. Yeah. She's she's the Kindle on the couch, um, Netflix minus the chill. Um, yes, completely agree with that sentiment. We've got a great yin and yang, and then our daughters. We've got two young girls. It looks like their personalities are following uh, one each way. Our oldest, Brooklyn um is a little bit like her father and then cameron our youngest she's 10 months and she is a lot like her mama oh so kevin you said netflix minus the chill so is that like a post kid thing that that we're we all are just uh you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna i, I hope we're gonna, gonna skip right past anymore. i'm gonna try and just <laughs> so Meg, I did want to mention that, uh, you know, I really appreciate the affirmation there when I was talking about how my, uh, my wife got screwed out of that deal. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. You're a great guy. You have a great beard. It's... Yeah. Thanks. Uh, awesome yeah, personality. That's, that's my, my best aspect. Uh, yeah. Very good. Well, like I said, we, we are going to talk about the, uh, the fad five today. And so ultimately we're all going to bring a few things to the table that, uh, that we, we were talking about as far as fads go. And uh, basically, um, you know, we're, we're all going to have some different opinions and we'll just sort, sort of spitball. We probably won't all be able to get through five of them, I don't believe. But um, ultimately, this is, I think, what's great about this new platform that we're on is that uh, I would love to get the guests involved as well. And, uh, you know, type in the comments sort of what some of your things are that you think are the current fads 
uh, and whether or not they're here to stay or, or if they're going to go. So uh, why don't we uh, why don't we start with Kevin? And because uh, this was uh, sort of partly your idea, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or was that something that you and Stephen came up with together? Uh, Steven's idea, I uh, can take zero credit, um, but I will say, so kind of the number one, I know, Jeff, you've got children, and Steven, you just went to Disney. Uh, Meg, have you seen Encanto yet? Oh, yes. Well, yes. Everyone knows, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I don't think we talk enough about Numa, okay? Love so, Numa. What I love about Numa is that they're basically creating products for then your creative team to create, right? So this is what I want to see more from our industry, right? So this is a um, an outdoor picnic blanket, like it, and it's yeah. wrapped up in this dope little um, little takeaway. It could be a pillow, or whatever. Uh, but in short, you know, open canvas. So get creative, get wild. Um, we just did this for our brand new and dream summer um, summer concert series uh, that we have here. Um, that type of stuff where you can create something that makes it unique and truly yours versus just your standard left chest center location on drinkware they also do it with coolers um so this is their uh terrapin cooler line right so in this situation you can customize the bottom customize the strap customize the clips customize the um the zippers obviously we didn't get too wild there but it's almost like a cotopaxi type of vibe um so i think that you know of going from the school of thought from t hamilton where design matters i think the more that we can get our suppliers on board with this Numo style of, hey, here's a template, go nuts. Uh, we'll PMS match it and we're gonna bang it out. But that would be my first fad that I saw uh, in Vegas that I'd love to continue to see. So Kevin, I just to elaborate, um, I guess what we're saying then is the, the trend and the fad is just that all over full color design element of, of, of promo. And did you see quite a few of that in Vegas? Like, was there, a lot more people coming out with stuff like that or do you think that's more the trend i think it's more of a trend right like ets has been doing it and slinging it around some drinkware um other people are getting involved with that and obviously hpg or Audio. that's why it's so easy to sell their products because a lot of times you don't even see the client's logo when you're talking about products because they're in the works with it new logo etc cetera, etc cetera. it doesn't matter with that stuff right hpg or Audio, like just sling it on over you can put it on both sides so if you're doing a rebrand you can pay homage to the old logo and then reintroduce the new logo on something like the Thumpa that's two-sided. Um, I, I would agree, Stephen. I don't think that everyone's on that curve yet, but you know, when Nuo came out with that Barbie dream house three or four years ago in Vegas, that was kind of, in my opinion, them kicking the door, waving the four, four, sorry for the Biggie Smalls reference for those that aren't in the nineties hip hop. Um, that was them saying, Hey, we're not going to do your standard eight by 10 booth. Like come bring the noise. And I think that's what I get excited about when I'm talking about my clients. They might not always pick up the vibe, but I want to continue to take them out to left field. And if they want to continue to hit grounders to second base and play it safe, I'm all about moving the runner over. I have to agree with you, Kevin. I've been pitching, like not pitching this, but really trying to drive this concept home. Like you don't just have to do left chest. Like that's, that's the same old, same old. If we learned anything from being uh, quarantined for the last two years or whatnot, um, we've learned to be intentional with the things that we're doing. And you don't even necessarily have to put the, the logo, like having a message. I would much rather have a t-shirt with a message or cool design than someone's logo. Like I'm more open to wear it long-term. Therefore, 
you have um, the people that put the logo on their, their messages are getting a better ROI. And, I, and I'm on the committee for Promotions East, um, Charity Gibson and I, and everything that you just said is what we've been saying for the last year. We have to be intentional. We don't have to do things the same way. Let's make it new. We have, we have an opportunity. We have a fresh slate. And I like what you did with that branding on that picnic blanket or, or whatever it was, because it was perfect for the event. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Too. So I. Yeah, I we're going through with like Presidents Club logos or Presidents Club gifts. Like, I don't want a polo that says Presidents Club. I want a really dope logo or a really cool polo that I would wear again and again. And when someone's like, "Oh man, I haven't seen that in the company store," like, "Where'd you get that one?" Like, Presidents Club. You know, do better <laughs> next year, right? Like, versus something that says Presidents Club on on one of Jeff's sweet hats, right? Like. That's just—it's not going to get as much love. That's my right. Opinion. It's kind of like yeah. douchebaggery. Like, look at me—I'm in the Presidents Club. I got my members only hat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, Kevin, let me ask you because I know this is a—that's—it's it, certainly uh, something that's not necessarily new. But uh, so, what with Numo and some of these other other companies that are doing—you um, know—the the different, you know, the stuff, the stuff that's not just a logo slap. What's the turn times on that kind of stuff like? So I know Numo's here in the States, right? So yeah, Numo, and we're still running, I believe it was, unfortunately, when we got all hyped up on it was when, you know, it was like Q3, Q4. Crazy. So it turned into like, it went, I want to say it's just like 12 to 15 business days. It's not that much longer. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it's all done domestically, again, somehow, some way. And I'd imagine it's just a full color dye sub. Um, so yes, you know, that great point that you bring up is that we still can't wait, or at least my clients aren't 60, 90 days out to bring in something custom overseas, but those items are giving you that vibe. Um, so yeah, so again, working with someone like Numo is going to, I'm hopefully going to be able to spend more business their way because I can get custom, I can get creative and I can hit those home runs without, you know, worrying about air freight or um, ocean freight. Wow. So so could we say that it's more so doing custom, but in a faster speed to market setting? Yeah, that would be the best way to summarize it. Very good. So I think uh, that's the I, problem. I need a Jeff in my life. Like I need a middleman that could just give you the back of the book without having to read 180 pages. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the cliff notes, man. I don't yeah. have time for that stuff. That's <laughs> why I watch the movie instead of reading the books. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your next fact, Kevin? You said you had, uh, you had some one, more, right? Next one I keep hearing a lot about is print on demand. And we run a lot of e-commerce platforms. We've done print on demand for many of them. And a lot of you're hearing from the e-commerce platforms, they're trying to get that, oh, we link up directly with Vantage. We link up directly with Cutter. That's fantastic, right? But I still don't think you're making money when you're selling shirts one at a time, polos one at a time. I don't think that's a profitable, ven profitable venture. And at least, again, we're part of the Facilis group. We use Brightstores, we use Shopify, we've used them all. I don't think there's a one button click that automatically does that as much as they still preach. You still gotta click the button, right? You still gotta get that information accurate. So print on demand, something that I'm hearing a lot about, or at least have heard a lot about over the last three months from our suppliers. It's not something that we're necessarily getting on board with. Um, so I'm going to see it and call it out as a fad, but one that I hope does not stay around forever um, you know, as a part investor of, of brand, you know, I just don't find it to be valuable, um, long-term business. Hmm. <laughs> I, well, I have, yeah, go ahead. Meg. No, I'll just say my little tidbit on that. I, I mean, I think you really have to have the platform, right? Like I think order my gear does a really good job. There's certain people out there that do a really, really good job. 
And over the last two years, this side of the business really it spiked because people were at home. People wanted to buy that shirt that they could get in retail, but now it's like, oh, now it's available. I know, for instance, um, Harry Styles World Tour, right? Um, they went on, they went on tour and then it got canceled because of COVID. They were then sending those sweatshirts like to the ticket holders or to the fans. And it was like, they were just, you know, rebuying them and, and doing it. And then it's like one at a time and they were spending like $70 a pop. So I do feel like the margins are even there if you can work it out. Right. Because people are like, if I'm just buying one, then I don't mind spying, buying the, spending the, the extra, the cash. So I don't know. There's a lot of like things, but I feel like that's been a very big part of this business the last two years. I don't yeah. want it to go away. I'm not having to do it. So I don't have to deal with the headache. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying that from my perspective. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm sure you have a completely different perspective having to do it. You know, it's it, it works in certain markets. It, I don't see as much of um, practicality in the corporate side of business. I do see a lot of application in the this the the team this the fanfare the you know the commemorative like you know the championship t-shirt or the you know like you said the 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 concert tour or whatnot the logistics behind it on the back end though like you said is just you have to be set up for it because a you're gonna have to hold inventory which is something that as a you know as a distributor we try never to have to do because you guys are doing it right so there's that element you have to have uh production capabilities, warehousing, spacing, shipping is, you have, you have the whole shipping team, really, depending on how big some of these projects are. So there's just so much overhead that goes into print on demand um, type of a project. There is margin and there is ways to do it. And I think there's there's things like you know transfers, which have really changed the game with the way that you can hold a sheet of transfers, you know, and that can be you know, a hundred plus items just sitting in a very small area and then it's just nothing but heat pressing. So that's, that's kind of helped the, the print on demand ability with some of these projects, but there's still an inventory component. Um, there's still time-based cost plateaus. So you can only move so fast. Whereas, you know, I can scale it with big screen print machines, big embroidery machines, where a lot of the print on demand is one at a time, you know, until you get to some of these big production facilities. So, I love the concept and I love the idea of it. It just has to be the right market though. I think the problem that we have in our industry is that uh, we, we're really quick to jump into things like that. But once we start doing it, it's really hard to back out because you create an expectation and yep. somebody, once somebody has done it, somebody's always going to be doing it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, if cool with you, I'll go into number three. Yeah, um, go for it. Two of our goals here at Brandito, uh, focus on sustainability, which is obviously a really, really big one. Um, so that, that kind of covers itself. And I think we can all say that we want to do more for our planet, leave the world better than, um, than where we got into it. Um, so that's its own segmentation there. But we really want to be spending more with minority-owned suppliers. Um, that's a huge focus for us. To give you an idea, we've got a couple corporate clients that we actually um, – just document that information and our percentage of spend that we're doing with minority-owned suppliers. So we're constantly finding those um, new suppliers, um, screen printers, embroiderers, uh, trying to find someone in, say, for example, the LGBTQ uh, plus community for a pride uh, run of, of t-shirts. That makes a ton of sense that when the message follows up with the merch, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, but a couple of folks, if you're, if you're not familiar, if you're interested in doing this, 
a couple of companies that are doing a really, really great job. Elemental in the drinkware space. Um, that team's only been around for about, I believe, five years or so. Um, Seth and his team are just really awesome. Fossa Apparel, um, just absolutely crushing it. Uh, Female-owned uh, business. And then Ariel. Um, Ariel, I think, continues to be one that's stepping up their game. Um, and, and really following up with some really nice premiums. When I used to think of them for stress toys, which we would never sell, um, now all of a sudden they're kind of bringing the heat and they had some really good fire items in, the, uh, in their booth, stepping up on uh, Bluetooth speakers, um, mental health, they've got a really cool um, eye mask, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if we can continue to at least make our clients aware, and the way we do it is we just notate a D for diversity, um, and then we also do a GB on our products for give back. So if someone's doing some type of give back program, we want to acknowledge that because that might be, you know, if you're on the fence about one water bottle or another, you know, why wouldn't you go with Mir that has a percentage back to the planet? Um, so those are our two things. And again, I'd love to hear if, if you all are, are seeing this and, and also interested in this. Uh, uh, I'll go first because I love everything that you said about that. Um, Jenna from Fossa, total badass. Love her. Aerial Premium, man. They were one supplier that really came through during COVID. You nobody would have stock, they would have stock. They like the customer service, the sales reps. I'm a little biased because one of my besties works there. So is it Tony? I was just gonna say the best no, the best not. thing Ariel has done is bring Tony onto their team. Dude, I'm so glad we're hyping him up. Tony's my guy. Like and my I, guy. I literally would not have my guy. I'd see Tony at like a VAPA trade show and I'd be like, oh, don't talk to me, Tony, don't talk to me, Tony. And like, Tony's now my guy. Um, but you're absolutely right. He's a he's a little bit of bromance right now with them because he's been really, really good to us. But you nailed it. It's like that everything you want in a supplier, I'm getting now. And they're also yeah. very aware of who they are. And I think that's self-awareness is key. I think if I'm one thing about myself, I'd say my strongest characteristic is um, – realistically my self-awareness i know that i'm loud obnoxious and i'm not for everyone but i try and work close to the people that really like that type of vibe which is beautiful. <laughs> that's super cool and then the whole sustainability thing and the dei i really i love that like I've, I've always had a really big push on sustainability being um part of the promo cares board it's one of our focuses and i love that you said that ariel was highlighting their sleep masks so last year the promo cares board put together this whole event, um, which was centered around mental health. And we gave back to NAMI and Ariel um, donated those lavender scented sleep masks and they oh, were okay, great. amazing. So that came full circle right there. That's really cool. <laughs> awesome. So, so in no way of um, making this my opinion, just since it's the name of the, the episode, do we think these are trends or do you think that these are here to stay? My guts is here to stay. Yeah, okay. so like, as we're talking to new clients, a lot of the things that we're pushing is, sorry, let me take a step back. We're not pushing, we're making them aware of what's important to us, okay? So the about us section now focuses on diversity and sustainability, right? But we want, but that doesn't make sense if we care about it and the client doesn't, right? So I think that it's about us doing our job to educate people that it's important to us, being very aware that if it's not a focus for them, we still need to push it because it's important to us, but not to, to shove it down mm -hmm. there because it's important to them. I think our industry, at least, you know, coming from what I heard from, you know, ASI, PPAI in general, I think there is a focus to increase the uh, visibility of minority oh, yeah. and distributors. So I do think that one's here to stay. And sustainability, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see lines that are coming out that literally have to have some type of 
sustainability yeah. or at least one item in every new release that's going out. So my, my gut would say both hopefully are here to stay. And I, and I think that as the buying age continues to get younger and new generations start to take over in purchasing, it's going to become more of a, a, a not a trend, just more of the what's, what's expected. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we have people asking for it. And and I think um, I listened to the DEI panel that was done at uh, PPAI. And I can't remember her name. So I forgive me. But <clears throat> she said, I used to go out and just bang on people's doors and be like, this is what we are. This is what we represent. And now they're coming to her. So I think that's really mm. um, unique at how that the, the change is happening, which I, I it's just interesting. So that's why I do think that is here to stay. I don't think that is just yeah. a trend, hit or miss. I think it's it's growing. Um, I think back in 2008, 2009, it was an idea. And then people's self-preservation kind of took over. They're like, yeah, that's a great idea, but I don't want to pay $4 extra, you know, for that t-shirt because it's uh, eco-friendly. So I think the technology has developed. I think more people are getting on board. It's become more mainstream. Therefore the price has come down a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, again, just going to keep running until you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid work, obviously everyone knows about it, everyone's talking about it. How does that, what's the what's the staying power there, right? So eventually there's a lot of really, really big skyscrapers in these large cities that they're not just going to like turn into homeless shelters. People are going to have to get back to work eventually, right? And again, no matter how um, well we've done in the past two years working from home, if you've got brick and mortar and you've got empty offices, you're going to want your employees back in those offices. However, you can't lose good employees by not offering hybrid work. So it does make our job as a distributor a challenge, trying to get to everyone where they are. When it used to be able to like, again, the old days, uh, we've just hired like five new account managers. And I'm like, man, back in 2018, you used to just, just guess at t-shirt sizes and you would send eight boxes and then they would figure it out, right? And then you would get a reorder because who knows? You didn't order enough smalls or mediums. And now it's, okay, we're going to set up a form site. We're going to gather all the personal data. We're making to make sure this is secure for this data exchange. And then we're going to drop ship it with a personal note, tailored to Steven, tailored to Jeff, et cetera, et cetera. So I think hybrid, to be honest, and I think I'm hopeful in this, is a fad. And eventually we're going to go back to brick and mortar. I think I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think that's something that uh, that people will question because we've made it through these past two years and maybe we don't need the huge overhead of an office space or whatever? People are working just fine from home. Maybe they're even more productive or happier doing so and there's more morale. Um, I don't necessarily I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think that's something that people have discovered. There were I know personally there were some distributors in this area where I'm at, some customers of mine that have basically, they were always very reluctant to allow work from home or telecommuting or anything like that ever. And, uh, you know, they were sort of forced into it uh, with the situation. I mean, their, their office is still empty and they're not, they're not really complaining about it. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I think culture, if culture matters, I think that you still want people in the office because I think, do think it's really hard to create culture um, via Zoom right and, and how to act also training new employees is really tough now again i'm not saying that there aren't going to be new things of, of how to onboard in the pandemic we're, we're clearly growing right um but i do think that you know i made an old reference um you know a couple of years ago on a facilities podcast with who should you target during the pandemic i was saying going after the battleships right because these guys are so big these clients are so big 
they can take a couple cannonballs on the side and they're going to stay afloat because they're just so large. Now that we're getting out of it, I think the companies that are in kind of like that pirate ship mode, right, where they've got the cannons, they've got the guns, they've got these hungry young people that are ready to go from island to island, right? But they can navigate these storms a little bit better than the battleships that those are the ones with the big skyscrapers. Those are the ones with the big overheads. And those are the ones that can't lose, you know, employees one after the other that are going to remote workforces. Um, so we're kind of in the middle. We were a, you know, we wanted you in the office. We knew you were doing your job if you were in the office. And then we were extremely successful the past few years. We've grown at 30% year one and 42% last year, but we're back now. We've been back since March and I think we're better for it. So I, I still think that when you talk about, if you do care about culture, which we do, I think being in the office makes more sense than the flexibility. Now, again, some people might say flexibility is culture. Oh, I have so much to say on this. This is like, cause it's like my own personal view. And yes, I, I agree with that whole company culture. Um, I think places like uh, brand fuel, for instance, like when you go there, you want to be there. Like it is a cool place to work. Uh, I've been to the showroom. There's a bar. I mean, um, but there's still those people that, that found themselves in a better position working from home. Like I know my sales doubled working from home. I'm not on the road. I'm not missing any emails. So my sales doubled. So I'm really, and I like working. Pretty impressive home. coming out of that closet. I will say that. <laughs> it's so dark in here. Um, Brand Fuel, since you mentioned them, let me just jump in there because I know that they, they actually made the change. They, they switched offices just recently within the last several months you know, during this pandemic when people were still working from home. So I wonder if, uh, you know, what, what the, I'd love to, to talk to Danny sometime about that and what the decision was behind that, because, you know, maybe they're actually trying to create a better culture to make people want to come in more now that uh, we're it. in this situation. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, in there. Yeah. To your point, Meg, I'm actually one that actually prefers the hybrid. And yeah. I'm talking about it, but I get to spend more time with my daughters. I get to find that work-life balance that I never had before because as soon as the day started, the email was open and I was super, like, responsiveness is my key to success. Like, I just want you to know, I want it to be like an online chat. When you email me, it's like, hey, how can I help you today? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that's, that's what I think is service in this industry, right? And what I'm realizing yeah. is that that person just asked a question. They're not right in front of me. They don't need to know right now. And I think when they do get to know me a little bit better and, and now I've focused and I, I hate to say this, the pandemic helped adjust my priorities, right? Now it's family, health, work. And it used to be work, 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 work. Mic drop. Mic drop. Um, and to add to that, I think one of the things that we're finding is people, people finding new ways in this hybrid environment to stand out. And my perfect example, and I'm going to touch on what Ellie had said, um, Harper Scott has just built their own metaverse. Um, I have made a very big push over the last six months um, in the AR XR community. Uh, I held a panel. Um, it's so different than Zoom. Like, yes, we are all tired of Zoom. I, I am the first one to say Zoom doesn't even like my computer. It'll drop 17 times in, in an hour. Um, but when you put that Oculus on and then you are in a room with the other people that have that Oculus on, I, I can almost feel them. I don't know. That sounds weird, but like I can shake your hand. I can high five you and you feel it. VJ, is there something you want to tell us? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but distributors like Harper Scott saw this need. They saw it. And it, the launch actually comes as the promotional products distributors 
they want to increasingly diversify their offerings, right? To provide a wider range of solutions. And that's what we're seeing. There's, there's people like Snoop Dogg, Kings of Leon. They went out and they put their albums on NFTs. So promotional products, like there's big distributors that have big accounts like LinkedIn or Ben and Jerry's or whatever. I'm just naming these people. If we're not offering that to their clients or they're not offering it to their clients, then they're going to start looking elsewhere. This is the newest technology. This is um, this is a solution to, to not being on Zoom all the time. It's a solution to the hybrid environment. I mean, Facebook has gone they're going meta or whatever, but this will be an opportunity to be in a room with all of your colleagues um, and be virtual still, but still have that like culture, that morale. Um, there's like, there's these VR events that you can do. There's award shows. There's, it's just, there's so much there. Um, Jeff's laughing because he doesn't get it. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't get it. Like you, you, you pump it up. Like there's like, there's zero negative behind it. And there's, there's oh. actually a lot of negative within crypto and NFTs. Oh, there's and everything negative else every, everywhere, everywhere. And I'm not saying we're going to live in the metaverse. Gosh, I want to put that off, but I mean, it, it offers a supplement. It's a new way of doing things. It's being intentional about not going back to 2018 um, so I think this is it, it. If it is a trend, it's going to be a very long trend because we're seeing it in. I'm gonna, I call it retail, but we're seeing it uh, in mainstream, right? We're seeing it with these big people, and it's going to trickle down. I mean, I know some big players in this industry that are already um, starting to produce 3D digital assets of their products to offer to customers. I mean, we just had Jeff Anderson on from Snugs, and he did this whole swag AR. Um, yeah, you hold the cool. card, scan the QR code, and now that product is sitting on my desk. And there's so much more, and they're developing it, and it's just really cool. I'm super excited about it. So that was my little tidbit to the hybrid situation. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say on hybrid is, you know, for events, and I think we all want to be a part of events and events to happen. But Stephen, you know, we're both members of the Facilis Group, right? Like, how much different was the Facilis Awards this year versus last year, right? Night and day. Not I got dead. to see I got to see someone do was it a cartwheel on stage and lots of cool stuff. That was embarrassing. That was more of like a, I digress. Sorry, um, I didn't mean yeah, that. I like wasn't that, talking was, about that was a completely different um feeling and, and emotion being a part of that versus last year when they had like a a magician. <laughs> it was just weird, man. So, anyways, shout out to everyone that's that is going back to the office. Respect for anyone that's doing it from home. You know, again, I, whatever your hustle is, you're gonna find it. And there's going to be somewhere for you. And I think that's what's really rad about all of this is that if you don't want to, like, it's a job. Like, you don't have to work there. Go work somewhere else, right? Like, if that's not what they're, like, if they're not aligning with what you want to do, then leave, right? So that's, I guess that's what I'll say. So hey, I think the last, sorry. I was going to say, I think we're, we're probably running out of time, but I did want to point, um, folks to a resource that was pretty cool. Uh, I probably could go on too long about it, but the ad impression study came out um, for 2022, which basically talks about influential products uh, for all of the states and all the regions and, and for the whole industry, which can be a good indicator of, of trends in buying for your market and as well as the whole country. But um, out of curiosity, do you guys know what the top five were that just came out in the study? No, it's on my to-do list to read. But it's, I think t-shirts were up there. Hats it's pretty were up cool. There. Yeah, outerwear number outerwear. one. Outerwear, yeah, yeah. Performance wear was number two. Masks were number three. Four was health and safety, and five were polos. Um, which See, is I don't like how they. I don't really yeah. like how they separate all of those because I, I, it, apparel is like forty percent of the industry. 
So I think breaking that down into like, separate, of course, the top five things are going to be apparel related. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you can go state by state. So Jeff, you know what your state was? Well, I mean, they're what you mean, Pennsylvania or for yeah, headwear? Pennsylvania. I think you'll. It was one of the first ones I could find that had headwear in the top five <laughs> in Pencil, yeah. in, for Pennsylvania. That's why I was like, oh, nice. Awesome. The, the Southeast Territory is pretty big with headwear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but just it's a cool resource. Time, I would yeah. encourage people to check it out. It'll ask you just to put your name and email in, but then you get a free access to that study, which is pretty cool. So you can see your stuff. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that, Kevin, because uh, I, I don't know if we're all going to like pitch in here real quick, just to, if there was any other fads that we were thinking about. I think but one I, more, right? I want to for sure, I think, are, are definitely a big uh, fad right now or very trendy. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention was like those little silicone pop things. Have they, They've made it into our into the, the promo market now. Oh, right? yeah. Big time. You've got them on keychains. Those are pretty rad. Um, yeah, the last one that I had was just yeah. really about like Boxer Craft has these like um, – these like hybrid shorts that are kind of like the chubbies or um, like the Lululemon that have the liner in them. I'd love to see that type of trend continue. And again, like shorts or pants just in general, like why wouldn't you put together a corporate uniform? Um, and then the last one is just like the folks like Canoss Apparel, Carhartt, the short jacket, that workwear mm -hmm. is definitely more of a look than it was. Even for someone like me, who's got these big soft baby hands, like can't do any type of carpentry or, or nail anything. Um, like I would wear a Carhartt vest, even though that I can't lay a brick um, and my brother's a, a, a mason, so. And by Carhartt, you mean dry dock, right? Like that's what I meant, that's exactly what I meant. A great pullover, got one of those too, they're great. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, no, I agree Soft, with you. Kevin. I think Soft. there's uh, <laughs> shorts, I think are really big. I know Belle Canvas is coming out with a new pair of like sweat shorts and I like, I, can't, I live in these, like from spring to fall, I love them. They're so soft, they're so comfortable. And then from fall to spring, I'm wearing the sweatpants. So yes, I love that look. I think it's a great work from home feel. Um, it's comfortable. I hope that doesn't ever go away. <laughs> That's just me, you know, Miss Hybrid. Yeah. So Stephen, you did mention performance was like one of the one of the big top five things, right? Uh, performance wear or whatever. Is, is yeah. that something you guys think is is here to stay for a long time? Because it's it's. I mean, it's been around now for years and years. Right? Yeah, performance wear was number two, and I, I've. I think we've already, and Kevin can probably attest to this. I've been, we've seen the shift to, I mean, it used to be all cotton, right? All woven, all cotton. And then it was like all blends. Now it's all poly. And now like, I don't think I've sold a hundred percent cotton piece in years. It's like, we want tri-blends, we want performance, we want, and that athleisure push has been nonstop for the last six, seven years. I, yeah. I don't, that was even before pandemic. So now that you've, created hybrid work environments or work at home, why would they get more dressed up? You know, so, you know, it's like, well, it's, what, it's hard to, what's really to nice backwards. about that is you can actually yeah. make like formal dress attire in yeah. those performance materials. So it's super comfortable, but still looks great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. I think the pants like that again, Lululemon, I think people will continue to knock that. And I'm not sure if they're in our industry yet, but every time I get a request, I, I've not been had any luck. I think that's still, the look, whether it's male or female, um, people want to be comfortable. They want to, again, pay a higher price now. Paying for premiums is, is kind of what you're seeing with Tentree, uh, Marine Layer, and some of those other companies. It's really, really high cost to buy a crew neck sweatshirt. But if you're going to wear it again and again, it's your favorite sweatshirt. Let's do it. Right. Do you guys have any others to add that we didn't cover? No, I think Kevin was a wealth of information. I love how he put that together and we all chatted about it. I think it was great. It was a great job, Kevin. 
I will thank you very much. I will say if anyone knows of like anyone that has polos period in stock, how at your boy, because for some reason, if, if polos are still trending, like let's get some inventory in here, folks. Right. I know it's a little bit of a pandemic here, but good Lord, Steven, I don't know about you, but I can't find a polo anywhere that's got all signs. Yeah. Oh my God. Just it's tough. It's there. tough. No, no, oh, good, good. No, it's tough. It's tough out there. It's hard. It is. It is. I was trying to find a green one for one of my co you know, colleagues in this industry. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> tough. It's really tough. I so. mean, Kevin, you talked about, you know, cut and sew and all these nice, like full die subbed, uh, you know, products. You, you should probably just go custom with that stuff, man, and try to get it, uh, you know, fast tracked or expedited. And, you know, I, I, I have my own personal growth goals as, as well here, Jeff. You're right. I'm still stuck in my old ways <laughs> of thinking Cutter and Buck, who sells polos, is going to have polos. So, um, I mean you know, God, you would think like that would just make way too much sense. Guys, come on now. You know, again, I don't want to be ignorant to the fact. Right. But I guess I, 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 I'll say this, you know, after two years, starting to get a little bit frustrated that there aren't going to be polos in stock until August when you sell polos. Right. Like, mm. did we not get the binoculars on and say, I think we're going to sell a couple polos in 2022? Joel from Cutter is literally going to send a cease and desist to me. But um, you get where I'm going here. Like, right? Stephen, you know, it's, it's a partnership and I just wish we had some polos to sell. I'll see what I can find you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, please. I mean, again, and, and, and if there's a chat button that I'm not seeing, <laughs> um, you know, just mediums, actually. I just need medium white polos. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'll find you something. <laughs> Well, Kevin, you've been awesome, man. I, I think we should probably get you on here uh, as like a permanent uh, permanent stay. Maybe we'll replace Steven or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guy. Just kidding. Uh, well, listen, I, I think we had a, a lot of great information. Kevin, you were awesome. Brought, brought, the, brought the heat with a lot of the awesome fads. But uh, if you guys got anything great from this episode, well, whether you did or not, it was still brought to you by our good friends over at Tervis. So uh, go check them out. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk sustainability since that was one of the, one of the fads. Uh, look, they've got hashtag take your Tervis. Uh, it's another way that they use social media to promote sustainability. And they did a Four Oceans partnership. Tervis partnered with Four Oceans for a beach cleanup on Siesta Key. And according to Four Oceans, which does cleanups year round and across the world, this was actually their largest turnout with over 1,300 registered participants. And here's what they collected. It's kind of kind of crazy when you think about it. But uh, 144 straws, 5,877 cigarettes. Come on, people. Uh, 463 yes. plastic bottles, 187 plastic cutlery, 355 plastic bags, 234 plastic or foam cups, 1,346 bottle caps. Uh, look, Tervis is passionate about uh, the oceans and, uh, and care about the creatures who call it their home. And they're committed to making it a better place and have been for 72 years, not just because it's trendy or helps sell tumblers, but because it's the right thing to do. So uh, if that sounds good to you, uh, go check them out at TervisPromos.com. Support them. And uh, hey, tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, so with that being said, guys, really appreciate it. Uh, Kevin, really appreciate you coming on and uh, just bringing, bringing the energy and all the, all the great information. So uh, until next week, we'll see you guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.